Today, we are talking about hating. Yes, have you found yourself being a hater in your grief? I have. I don't know about you. I can't wait to get into this. Let's go. Welcome to the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Thank you for joining our weekly discussion around grief, mental health, and overall personal wellness. The Grief Bully Podcast will serve as a vehicle to help you navigate life's journey. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the podcast with anyone in your life that you think it will help. Let's bully grief together. What's up? What's up? What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Today is Monday, April the 26th. We are back in the studio, rocking and rolling. Guys, we are at episode 89. I am looking forward to getting into this with you. So, as we talked about in the intro, have you found yourself hating, hating in your grief? And I'm going to tell you, I am the first to say I am absolutely guilty as charged as recently as the time of this recording. At the time of this recording, I felt instantly that I was hating on Meek Mill. Why was I hating on Meek Mill? I'm, I, listen, I'm not the biggest Meek Mill fan. I'm not against him. It is what it is. I'm not a person that's like, oh, whatever, but I happen to follow him on social media. And he did something that I thought was so remarkable, so beautiful, so loving, so amazing. He got his grandmother and his dad, his house. It seems like it's still in Philly somewhere, just based on the way that it looks geographically. But he was able to bless them with that. And so it was a video on social media where his grandmother is walking into the house. It's a surprise. And just hearing him actually say the word grandma. Just hearing him say the word grandma really, really triggered me. It triggered me. I felt myself hating and I'm like, whoa, whoa, killer. What's that about? Let's let's check in with self and let's see. But he had the, the, the electronic chair that goes up the stairwell and doing all of these things. And the reason why I believe it triggered my hate, right? I don't hate him, but I was hating on him, right? Is because I am no longer afforded that opportunity to execute on what was once a vision and a dream to do for my grandmother and my father. And then when he said for my grandmom and my dad, I'm like, dang, his grandmom and his dad lived together. My grandmom and my dad lived together. So always in my mind, I felt like I was going to take care of them. I didn't know about getting her to this house with, with all this decked out stuff because I doubt it. I highly doubt it if my grandmother would have moved, even if it was a mansion at stake. I don't think she would have done so. But it seems similar to what he did. I would have decked out her crib, though. I would have made sure that she was good in her spot. And so I felt a little slighted. I felt a little robbed. And that was the hate. And so I wanted to say that because some of you might also go through that as well and experience those moments of envy that you might want to check and, and maybe you feel a little guilty about it, but I don't really feel guilty because it's a real thing. And it obviously was a natural feeling. I didn't wake up today deciding to hate on Meek Mill, but that's what happened in my grief because I don't have that anymore. So I, I just wanted to share that, but it then led me to digging into my grief journal, the grief bully grief journal. It's a guided journal that, that helps us 
not only express our emotions, because I think sometimes it's easy to say, hey, you need to write out your emotions, you need to talk about it, but how do we do that? And so there's a, a gazillion, maybe over 50, let me say not a gazillion, <laughs> 50 prompts that help you to get those thoughts going. And so I was like, you know what? I think there's a question in the journal that kind of goes along with this. And so this first one here, I used to ask these questions and then answer them for those of you who never listened to an episode in that format before. And this one is on page 15 of the Grief Bully Journal. And it says, the thing that triggers you to cry the most is, and it to me went in tandem with the question on page 17, where what do you find yourself struggling with the most? So I'm going to kind of dig into this briefly. I think over the last couple of weeks, I've been preaching to you and kind of coming at you guys unapologetically, though, because like I said, on my most recent social media post, I'm not here to care about your feelings. I care about your healing. Yes, that rhymed. And yes, I'm that corny. But the thing that triggers you to cry the most is and what do I struggle with the most? And I want to answer this from from my own experience, of course, and maybe you might get thinking about how this applies to your life and what triggers you and what's the most difficult. And so I'm going to be honest in the whole thing with Meek Mill. That is a real life thing. So when I see people with what I don't have, when it comes to my loved ones, it is an extreme trigger. And I've been doing my absolute best to navigate that. And it's not it's not every day or every time. I think it has to be a certain scenario. And so if if just anyone was on social media with their grandmother, would it have maybe made me feel like crying? Perhaps. But this was just because it was a moment that I saw being a part of my life. My grandmother did so much for me that I told her so many times, I'm working this hard. I'm doing what I'm doing for you because I feel like I need to repay you for all of the sacrifices that you made. And so when I'm like, grandma, don't worry. I know you're stressing about that. I'm going to be able to get to that place in life and I'm going to take care of it and do this and that. And so I wasn't able to get to that point. Unfortunately, she passed away before I was able to achieve those levels of success. Now, I'm sure that wasn't something that she was just sitting around waiting for to happen, but that's on me. That's internally with me. So sometimes these are the moments that trigger me to cry or feel like crying. So I got a little teary eyed. I'm not going to say I just started bawling, but I was aware that this was something that set me off because I I wanted that. I felt robbed and cheated and, and envious in that way. And so that's the one thing that definitely triggers me. So what I struggle with the most is, again, in tandem with that is that my life is continuing and I have accomplishments and achievements and things that I've been able to do, small things, uh, just the way I wear my hair and just the different things, jobs that I have and different opportunities that I wasn't able to share with my people. And that's something that really is the biggest thing because it's like time expired. And and I've been kind of mauling over that word. That word has been in my spirit the last couple of days, expired and expiration. And so time expired. It was like life is this game. It's just like we're we're playing this game. We got the joystick and then it's like, and it's like, that's the end. And there's absolutely nothing you can do to, re- to reverse that. And so that's kind of how I feel like in 2016, when my grandmother passed in 2019, when my dad passed, that you could just picture my life as this big screen. And on that screen, you just see it black out. And then you just see the word expired followed by like some sad trail off kind of 
video game music. I don't know. But that's how I feel if I had to give you a visual aspect of what that can be like. And so that's an area that I, I still work. I still am working on. But one thing I can tell you, and this is probably the biggest gem and nugget that I want to leave you guys with today, because I do want to keep it short and sweet for you, because I told you I've been coming at you the last couple of days. But we're for, we're forced with choices. And so even sometimes not making a choice is making a choice. And so as I just told you, losing my loved ones before I was able to accomplish certain things is, is one of my triggers. And this is the, the thing. I used to make excuses and I don't think I really said them out loud to anyone, but in my mind after losing these folks, especially my grandmother, because that was like so detrimental and so out of nowhere. And I hadn't experienced that level of pain before as to where when my father passed away, I have experienced that level of pain because I lost my grandmother prior to that loss. But it used to be like they, their death is the reason why I cannot do X, Y, and Z. So because they died, I no longer have this drive or this spark or this willingness. And to be quite frank, what I would say to myself is it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter anymore what I accomplish or what I do because they're not here to see it. They're not here to share that with me. And what I'm challenging you, as I said, the biggest nugget I want you to look at today and hear and process this is this. What if... We change our perspectives and we say the fact that they are no longer here and that they have died is actually the reason why I can. So not that they die so that now you can, but because I now have a greater reason and purpose. And so what is that greater reason or purpose? It is that you want to make them proud. What promises did you make to them? What commitments did you make to them? What role did they play in the person that you are today? They were my biggest cheerleaders, my supporters, always in my corner. People I can bounce ideas off of. People that would say, hey, and and again, they might have been pretty biased, but loved everything that I was doing and was so supportive and gave me that extra drive. So why does that change now that they're no longer here in a tangible form? I had to question myself and I'm asking you to do the same thing for yourself. Say, hey, am I leaning on this as an excuse? Am I having this as a barrier as to why I can't move on in terms of getting towards those goals? Am I just going to shut everything down and keep saying because they died, I can't do this because they died. I can't do that. No, I want to challenge you like I'm always doing to say, you know what? I'm going to spin this thing around. I'm going to put this in my pocket. This is going to now be my fuel to help me get going. This is my purpose. When someone says, what is your purpose? What is your reason? You can say, my loved one, my mother, my father, my husband, my child, whomever it is that you lost, that has that their loss has been part of the reason why you've slowed down in life and you've given up on a lot of those things that were always once a dream and a goal for you that you told them about. That you told them about, hey, I'm going to get this job. I'm going to go out here and do this. I'm going to drop this album. I'm going to write this book. I'm going to go on this trip. I'm going to do whatever. Listen, let's get busy. Let's do what we have to do. So it's not forgetting them. It's carrying them with you. It's carrying those promises with you. Put them in your back as a battery and let's go. 
That's what I had to tell myself. I'm like, listen, I wasn't able to do that for my grandmother and my father before they passed away. But listen, my mom still has breath in her body. I still want to take care of my mom. I still have nephews. I have a wife. I have things that I need to do to take care of people that are still here. So it doesn't take away from the fact that I was all in for those folks, that I was all in for them and I wanted to make it happen now. I just got to switch it and say, all right, cool, bet that's ammo. And actually, it makes me want to work harder because I'm in a more I operate in a in a reality. The most realistic I've ever did in my life prior to 2016, that life is short. We got to stop just saying it and screaming it and yelling it and typing it like it's just some saying. No, that's for real. Expiration is real. It's inevitable, folks. We all got to check out of here. So whatever that says to you, whatever that triggers inside of you, I hope that it's a spark and I hope that you can put that in to some kind of playbook and and make things happen for yourself. And that's all I really wanted to get into with you. I wanted to make sure that I gave you that because it was a raw thing I went through. I was triggered. I was hating. And then I regrouped, rerouted my thought process. And I wanted to offer that to you because that's what I want to do. Keep giving you these gifts for your mind. Listen, let's get into our inspirational boost. It's a part of our show that's important to me to make sure that we have a quote, something thought provoking or just something that we can kind of chew on for the week. And so this week, our quote is, I wish grieving you came as easy as loving you did. I wish how hard I loved you kept you here. I love that quote. And listen, I'm not even going to try to add to that. I'm going to leave that where it's at. That's brought to us by our sponsors, Adina J Designs. You know, you can follow them on Facebook and Instagram. They're making fire tumblers, custom t-shirts, doormats, all that amazing stuff at Adina J Designs, A-D-E-N-A-J-A-Y-D-E-S-I-G-N-S. Listen, I want to get into our love and memory segment. It's a part of our show where we like to humanize those that have gone on. And this one is kind of tough because, for one, I hope that I, I pronounce the young lady's name right, but just just seeing this tragedy recently happen and, and play out in front of us, I want to make sure that we send love out to the family and all those affected by the loss of Micaiah Bryant. And I, and I might have butchered her name and I truly apologize. I actually didn't hear it verbally. I've just read tons and I watched the videos about it. And that was just a, a shame, a true shame, a young lady, 16 years old and I just personally am going to always feel like that's so short for your life and it's so unfair. It Even if there is a, a bigger plan, just the flesh side of it can not really just get accustomed to that. And then seeing that with your own eyes, I'm still personally trying to process it and, and deal with it. And, and some of you might be as well. So let's send our prayers out. That's where our love and memory segment is going this week. Guys, we are just wrapping up episode 89. We're getting close to 100. I'm getting really excited about it. But in the meantime, in between time, you guys know where I hang out the most. Follow me there over on Instagram at I underscore AM underscore J Nicole. Guys, so next time you already know, love and light. Peace. Peace.